Welcome to Boss Life Uncorked, where we bring you the latest trends and tips to win your market all while sipping fine wine. I'm your host, Risha Leah. Last week, we got to talk to Sean Aguirre and all the things that he does and how much fun he has um, in his business, kind of mixing the two worlds of his passions mixed with his business. It was a fun one, so check it out. This episode, I really wanted to sit in the customer experience, so I'm breaking it down, making it really easy for you. We're just gonna go over the top 10 things you need to know, especially as a realtor, to create that awesome customer experience. This episode is brought to you by the coolest podcast sponsor, winesplurge.com. I told them exactly what I wanted to drink and they sent me a case of wine and you can do the same thing. They offer free shipping, so check them out today. For those of you that are wondering, I am drinking a very delicious Bordeaux blend from Wine Splurge. So thank you, Wine Splurge, for uh, picking out some really yummy wine for me. Let's just dive right into the customer experience. So I'm going to kind of list them out just so that you can really keep track of it. And I'm going to start with number one, but my favorite is probably going to be number 10, but I'll take you on that journey with me. So number one, it might feel a little obvious. I don't know, but believe it or not, it's professional photography. So a lot of people do not take, like they don't actually hire a photographer to take these photos. And sometimes it's million dollar homes. And um, it is so important to get that wide angle of that living room to capture as much in the shot as possible. So I can't say enough about how much professional photography is gonna be like the hugest impact when someone's looking for a home. When they're looking online, it's the first thing that they see. It is something that captures them. You wanna select a main photo that's really gonna draw in the buyer. So when they're looking for a home, that first photo that they see just makes them, like it kind of like entices them to click on the other photos and look at the property and just kind of sit with it for a little bit. And so it's very, very crucial. And of course, you know, I'm huge with video. And so if you're brave, throw some video in there as well, because that's also going to go a long way in today's market. Um, again, all this stuff goes around the customer experience. And what, that, what I mean by that is, is that you're providing so much service for them that they're just having a great time working with you. You're actually providing the results that they want. So keep that in mind as I'm talking about all this stuff. If it seems like it's not really a big deal, every detail, um, it really does count. It really does matter. All right, number two is marketing. So a lot of times when I talk about marketing, you guys will hear me talk about story brand or the brand story, basically telling a story for the home. But I want to be so bold as to say, when you're marketing a product, look at what is wrong with it, look at what the problem is, and then solve it. And so if the home backs up to a busy road, um, then you're going to want to mention the benefit of it backing up to a busy road without saying, hey, it backs up to a busy road. But you want to solve that problem up front. So you might say something like, hey, you have no neighbors behind you. Yes, there's a road behind you, but you have no neighbors behind you. And you're going to attract the client that wants no neighbors peeking into their backyard. That's going to be the client for that home. Another good example might be if there's no yard space whatsoever, but there's a rooftop deck or there's a private patio or some really cool HOA features, you're going to highlight on that. You're not going to, again, you're not going to talk about what the problem is, but you're going to highlight on the benefit of that problem. And when you do that, you're actually going to attract those people that love what you're showcasing. So when you're saying, oh, this is the only rooftop deck in the neighborhood, you're of course going to get the client that wants what 
the rooftop deck. And so um, I just want to encourage you to do that. Be bold. Address it right up front so you're just automatically attracting that ideal client. All right, number three is presentation. And gosh, I could kind of go on and on about presentation because really... Yes, when you're presenting a home, you don't want to say anything bad about it, right? I hear it all the time. I really do. I know I just told you to kind of not pick on whatever's wrong with the house, but really be aware of it and then, um, you know, create the positive side of whatever's wrong. But when you are presenting a home, you don't want to sit there and say, oh, also my house smells like dog pee or... I don't know, or yeah, it backs up to Busy Road, that's why I listed it cheaper. Like, it's all about the way you present the home. Also is true with the way you present yourself and the way that you present all of this marketing material. And so first impressions are huge. First impressions are huge when somebody meets you. And first impressions are huge when they meet the house for the first time. And so, of course, taking out odors and... Um, always showing up, you know, looking good. It's like you got to kind of juggle both. Your product has to look good and your services have to look good too, right? Number four, don't distract from the message. So <laughs> us realtors, we've been taught to um, kind of talk about ourselves. We've been taught to have very large photos of ourselves everywhere. Uh, when you are marketing a house, you are showcasing the house. You're not showcasing yourself. When you are doing a great job of advertising that house, People are going to be drawn to you. You don't have to have a picture of yourself larger than the picture of the home. So I don't mean it in any wrong way. I just don't want to distract from the message. Also, when you have a very confusing message, uh, then the customer gets confused. And so you really, really don't want to confuse. There's a saying out there saying, um, if you confuse, you'll lose because people just don't know what to do with the information you're giving them. So be very clear and make sure that they know that um, you're selling a house, um, not your mugshot, not your headshot, okay? Advertising, so advertising, gosh, I love headlines with advertising. I speak in a lot of headlines whenever I'm throwing advertising out there. So your Facebook ad, your flyers, everything that you say about the house, everything that you say about yourself, you always wanna talk to the customer in a headline so that they're actually drawn into you. It's just like what the news does, right? They'll kind of capture you in with a headline and then you'll read the article and you'll be like, oh wow, that actually has nothing to do with what their headline said, but I clicked on it. So I'm not saying to trick the people, but what I'm saying is that you do really want to draw them in and you really want them to get an idea of what they're gonna read, especially if you're writing this much stuff. You're gonna want them to be able to know what they're actually clicking on and reading about, and you wanna capture their attention. Also in your advertising, again, you, don't wanna, you wanna make sure that you're not confusing them, right? And so the look and feel of the flyers and the ad, you just wanna make it very clear, very precise, without a bunch of stuff going on, maybe a headline, with a little bit of answer to that and a beautiful photo of the home, that's enough. You don't have to have a bunch of other details on that ad, except for what's required, like DRE number and stuff like that, right? But you just wanna be clear. I can't emphasize that enough. All right, number six, communication. Communication is key, right? They have to know what you're doing. Your clients have to know what's going on. And I can't tell you how many times we as realtors, we feel unappreciated because our client has no idea what we're doing for them. They actually think that we just collect a giant commission at the end of the transaction if they have no idea what you did for them. Yes, you advertise it, you put it in the MLS, but they don't know how much work you know, actually went into all of that. 
Um, so you really have to be clear with what you're doing. You really have to tell them what you're doing. Um, I don't like to carry them on the journey of uncertainty or um, if there's something that I am tackling for them and I don't need to have their involvement, I won't involve them when it's still a problem unless I absolutely have to. But I will bring them in on it when the problem's solved. Like, hey, we just went through this. This is how I handled it. How do you feel about that? Or I'll come to them with a plan of how I'm going to handle it and get their approval for it. Because a lot of clients do like to be in the know, again, of what you're doing, but they also like to be involved in some of that decision making. And when you communicate, you're going to solve a world of problems. Um, one of the things I like to do is just kind of check in with them, and that's my way of communicating. Hey, we haven't spoken in a day. Um, you know, how, how are you doing? Do you have any questions so far? If you have no update, at least by checking in with them, they're going to so appreciate that. And uh, if you're looking for, maybe if you're looking for a home for someone and you can't find anything, how helpful is it to tell them, hey, I looked for a house today. I searched all of the La Mesa zip code. Nothing came up with your criteria. I found some stuff that you may consider looking at, but I didn't find anything that was a slam dunk. But go ahead and check out what I, you know, what I found. But at least you're communicating with them and they know that you are actually looking for them. Otherwise, they might think that you're not doing anything to help them. And so if they haven't actually become a client where you're in escrow or you have a signed contract with them, communication is crucial even then. So just make sure that you do it. <laughs> um, I like to communicate secondarily in an email just to kind of get everything bullet pointed. Um, but I do like to pick up the phone and actually talk to my client as well. Number seven, you've heard of a listing presentation, right? But I'm going to take it further and say create a portfolio for your work. In today's day and age, I actually have like a web page that has everything that I do in one place, and they all complement each other. So if you go to RishaLeah.com, you'll see uh, that I have my coaching services, my public speaking, that I have my uh, listing properties services. I have all of that in one place, and people can actually see how I work. So I have samples of videos that I've done. I have my strong opinions about marketing on there. Um, and I also talk about, you know, un unleashing all you're capable of. So you see, like, everything kind of goes together. And that's my portfolio. You really want to show them tangible things. Um, you can put together a folder of your sample flyers. Uh, maybe highlight the remarks that you wrote up on different houses so they can see that you're very creative. You'd be surprised how many realtors don't like to write remarks, like it kind of overwhelms them because now they're a writer, they're an advertiser, a marketer, a writer. And when you're able to show your client, hey, this is what I'm going to say about your house, I mean, it goes a long way. And so your portfolio is really showcasing what makes you different and you're giving them tangible proof. Number nine, time management. We as realtors, we're not on salary. We don't have to clock in, right? It is so easy to just lose track of time and to just start talking to people in the office or just to stay at home or to take the day off to go to Trader Joe's. I don't know. Time management has always been a tough one. I personally have a hard time with time blocking in a digital calendar because for me, it feels so like, like I'm committing to that at 10 a.m. I'm going to do this. And then what happens if I don't? So what actually works for me is I have a calendar on my phone. Um, it's a different app that I use and I'm able to set reminders. So it works just like a Google calendar, but I like the functionality. It syncs with Google calendars and um, I'm able to set reminders and put them to a time. And when I don't check the box off, 
it will remind me later. So when I say reminders, let's say I'm driving in the car and I go, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to call and see how the inspection went. I will say, hey Siri, set a reminder for 3 p.m. to check on this property's inspection. And that will set a reminder. Now, if I cannot get to it at that time, it's gonna keep reminding me until I check the box. It'll even carry over into the next day. So let's take it one step further. If you wanna up your social media game and you wanna post on social media, how do you do that? How do you time block for that? Well, I actually set reminders and I say, hey Siri, um, this topic that's really near and dear to my heart about the customer experience, remind me to do a video for it at you know, 5 p.m. tonight with a glass of wine in my hand. I don't know. So you're able to set these reminders before you forget because we're going, 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 we have an idea, and then they're gone. So if you don't have an actual appointment, I'm gonna encourage you to set reminders and have your day filled with reminders and allow them to carry over if you did not get them done. And you'll actually be able to see that list and go, wow, I, um, I actually need to, get, I need to get this done and I need to check it off my list. Number 10, negotiations. So I really wanted to bring this up because negotiating for your client is something that um, doesn't really get lumped up into the customer service aspect, but it is. I mean, it really does create an impact. If you're a great negotiator for your client, your customer is going to have a better experience because they're going to have better results. And um, negotiations aren't always something that's really taught. It's kind of scary for new agents, even seasoned agents, to really stand their ground. Um, but what I want to tell you about negotiations, what's really helped me, is um, don't be the first one to talk. So we've always been taught that, I mean, at least I was, when you're negotiating, you talk first. And actually, it's the opposite. You should listen instead of talking. Um, how I do that is I actually ask the person, hey, what's on your mind? Or what are you thinking? Not like, you know, what are you thinking? But I'll call them and I will say, hi, what's happening? You know, just wanted to, just wanted to chat with you, see what's on your mind. And then I stop talking. And this allows for the person that I'm going to have to negotiate with. And it's, it's not always like big negotiations, but with whatever it is, you know, I'm able to hear their heart before I say my thoughts or my suggestions because my recommendations can be so off. You'll also find out that when you ask that question, you're going to uncover a lot of things that you didn't know. And it's going to help you present a solution a lot better. And so negotiations aren't a, hey, let's plow over the other person. Nobody likes that experience, right? Um, but negotiations are, you know, that can be as simple as what should we eat for dinner? Everything that you do in life is a negotiation. And when you're able to provide that actual tangible value, you know, with dollars to your client because you've negotiated a better contract for them, that goes a huge way. And that is, I don't want to say the most important because all of it falls within being able to help your customer, but you guys get the point, right? So when you're on that phone or when you're face-to-face, -face, always ask them what they're thinking, what's going on, what they would like to accomplish today. That's even a good one. And you can even use that when you're sitting in a listing presentation and you haven't been hired for the job yet. It will really go a long way that you're sitting and listening and finding out what your client's needs are. So anyway, I hope that was helpful. I hope that after hearing this, you get out there and you are mindful and thinking about all the stuff that we just went over. And most of all, I hope that it makes a great and positive impact on your business. Cheers. 
Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to tune in next week. And if you love the show, comment, like it, share it, write reviews. We really appreciate it. And if you want to explore anything that we talked about today, check out uncorkshow.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in next week. And remember to hit the subscribe button on your favorite platform. Reviews really help us out. And remember to share the show if you got some serious value out of us today. If you are interested in exploring anything we talked about, visit uncorkshow.com.